I basically called the dragons in and I asked them to come actually into my body because it's when that energy is the most potent is when they're in my body and then um, I allow it to come out through my hands or out through my voice. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Teresa. I am so excited about this conversation to get into your world, to learn from you. You have so many amazing gifts and just processes that I know not many people experience. So we're going to talk about all of that today and learn a little bit more about you. Thanks, Emily, for having me. I'm super excited to be on. So I am um, just an open book. So ask away. Okay. That's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in the world and your purpose? I am an energy healer, a dragon channel, a speaker, and a nurse. And Primarily right now, I host in-person retreats. They're transformative spiritual retreats. Um, People come and um, go to the dark spaces and places that they're too scared to go so that we can get the um, energetic pathways open and um, allow them to gain the clarity that they need to live the life that they've always wanted to live. Um, The other part of my work is Uh, going into corporations and introducing mindfulness practices uh, in a way that um, in a way that allows them to embrace mindfulness without it being too woo. Love it. So I know everyone's wondering what in the world is dragon healing? And I promise we're going to get to that in a second. But I'd love for you to take us back because you have a really incredible story. And you and I, you're one of my private clients. We've worked together in iHeart Coaching years ago. So, you know, there, there's so much that I already did know about you. But when we really started working together and diving deep, you shared a lot about your journey. And there was so much that I wasn't aware of. So can you take us back and share what led to you doing this incredible work? Um, a lot. Gosh, where do I even yeah. start? <laughs> um, I, I'll start with what initiated my interest in working with spirit. And it was when I became an entrepreneur, I was in um, multi-level marketing and I'd reached this plateau in my business. And regardless of all the different strategies and um, the step-by-step things that were, were available for me to do, I did them and nothing worked. Um, and nobody could figure out why, like I was on paper, I was succeeding, but I couldn't grow. And so I thought there must be something more to it than just like the strategy part of it. So I decided to hire a spiritual mentor. And from there, it's just like my interest in Um, the spiritual realm and the possibilities of working with all the different energies and entities. It just opened a whole world to me. Um, I then went into trying out plant medicine. I don't know if I shared this with you, Emily, but that was probably um, my introduction to dragon energy, although I didn't know it what it was at the time. And a few Mm. years back, I, um, 
went to a spiritual retreat, one that I was holding space for. And um, I was there for the attendees, not necessarily for me to get anything out of it. And it was that first night, it was a sound bath. And be, and before it even started, my heart began to race. Like, And I couldn't stop it. I couldn't slow it down. Um, and it was almost like anticipation, but also a little fear there because it kind of came out of nowhere and my body has never reacted that way before. As soon as I laid down and the drums began, that's when it just felt this, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like this incredible um, energy that no matter how hard I tried, I could not keep it in. And there were about 18 other women laying around me. They were all strangers. I had two friends and they were the actual facilitators of the retreat. Um, and so that was the other part was I didn't want to scare anyone because I didn't know what was going to come out of me. I just felt this energy and I knew as soon as I opened my mouth, something was going to come out and I was scared of what that would be. Um, Mount Shasta is known for dragon energy. So um, it made sense, you know, now that it, when I think back to it, it, it totally makes sense as to why it happened and when it happened, um, because I can have always resonated with dragons. You know, in the Western culture, they're evil and they're um, horrible creatures. But the Eastern culture, we there's a lot of respect and a lot of, um, I wouldn't call it worship, but just honor, um, honoring the dragons, their wisdom, their knowledge, their power, their courage. And so um, as, as the sound bath continued and I couldn't hold it in anymore, suddenly my, I just started making noises. I started making noises in my throat with my tongue. Um, it, it was like clicking and hissing and tongue rolling and my body started convulsing and these are all involuntary movements i couldn't i couldn't control the, control it even when i tried to stop it would still move and my body still wanted to express the sounds in the way in the way that it did thankfully my very good friend and former mentor amy was with me and she was there reassuring me that everything is okay that i'm in a safe space and at the same time the dragon so it it ended up being the dragon energies uh, it, it was almost like an initiation of sorts and the dragons came into my body basically to um when that happens oftentimes there's healing going on but it is also trying to figure out like how to align with a human body's dense energy and and using the high vibrational energies of spirit. So it's like, how do you combine the two? And so that's why there was like so much going on because they were trying to calibrate. We were trying to calibrate our energies. Anyways, Amy was there reassuring me and um, she was telling me that they also channeled through her and were telling her which chakras to open, which chakras to close. So chakras for your audience, if they don't know, they're the main um, seven main energy centers of your body. And it allows you the ability to do something 
Um, and I'm not, I won't go through that, but they can look that up. Um, so it was really um, such an interesting and profound experience because not only did I get something out of it, my friend Amy, she was just like, holy crap. You know, she's like, I've never experienced that in my whole life. That was so cool. That was so amazing. And I think I was still in shock afterwards uh, because I, it was uh, just a, a really insane, incredible experience that I'm never in a thousand even a million years, even in this lifetime, I would have ever have imagined um, having. And now it's the type of thing that I can just now just spontaneously call it in if I want to, you know, because now that I understand that energy, now that I am familiar with it, now I know how to work with it. It's something that I actually call in during my healing sessions and during my retreats. So incredible. So let's give the people what they want. What is dragon healing? Cause all, you know, when I first hear this, heard this, I was like, okay, dragons, mythical creatures, fire breathing. Tell us what dragon healing actually is. So dragon healing for me is literally embodying the dragons. Um, so I call them in much like when you ask God, or if you have a higher, power much when you ask them to come closer to you to have you to have them um give you evidence that they exist um i basically call the dragons in and i ask them to come actually into my body because it's when that energy is the most potent is when they're in my body and then um, i allow it to come out through my hands or out through my voice. And that energy then breaks up the density, breaks up the blocks. Um, the dragons uh, telepathically communicate through me to tell me where to go. Um, sometimes they'll dance with my hands, like my hands will start dancing uh, to express whatever energy uh, that is required to facilitate the healing for um, these individuals. And it's really interesting because I haven't, I never recorded it before. And um, I'm starting to do that now. And it's really incredible to see me actually do some of the things that I'm doing. I mean, it's not acrobats, but I'm watching myself and I'm like, wow, like I would never move my hands that way, you know, just me being me. Yeah. So like, what is it that's doing this? And I know it's the dragons, but it's still me trying to analyze like the video and watching it over and over again and just being in awe of like, like basically a, a, a modality, a, an existence that uh, a lot of people can tap into. They just don't know. They don't know that it exists. Mm. Yeah. You have some amazing videos on your Instagram. Everyone can check that out mm -hmm. for sure. We'll link that down below in the show notes. Um, yeah. And so you said everyone can tap into this. So I know there's a lot of people, again, this is their first time hearing about this. I think most of us have heard about connecting with the angels or obviously God or the universe, but dragons is sort of a new thing for most people. So how would, like, in my mind, I think you're a healer, you have a spe special gift, but you're saying anyone could tap into yes. this. And if so, how? So you probably won't tap into dragons the way I do, but that doesn't mean that you can't work with their energies. Um, so the simplest way really is to uh, just 
call them in during meditation. That's the way you call in archangels, the way you call in even uh, past loved ones. Anytime you want to connect with spirit um, in any sort of shape or form, uh, it's best done, at, at least for me personally, is through meditation. Now, if you don't like to sit there, you have a hard time sitting, you could try doing a sound bath. You know, there's a lot of sound bath recordings out on YouTube. Um, another way is uh, through me, through someone like me. Um, if you feel very strongly called to work with dragon energy, um, and that is, it's it's unique, meaning it's more than just curiosity. There's usually a call, a pull to work with the dragons. And if that is how you're feeling, then you would seek someone um, who has worked with drag dragon energies, who you know, might they might call themselves a dragon channel that might, might be a title for something that you would search for, um, or a dragon school, or um, something, um, elementals, even like someone who works with elementals could work with dragons. Although the dragons I work with, I don't necessarily categorize them in that way. Um, they're more what are elementals? Elementals, what were you yeah. saying, Emily? Yeah, what well, are elementals, elementals, it's like um, nature spirits, like fairies and oh, okay. um, animals, uh, plants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so, and unicorns. <laughs> uh, but uh, some people will say like the dragons are um, an elemental energy. I just haven't experienced my dragons. Um, the dragons that I work with to be a part of that realm. There's nothing right, wrong, good or bad. I just know that the dragons I work with, with aren't a part of that realm. Um, and so those would be the main three ways. Now, I will say um, that people have connected with them through plant medicine, like I was sharing with you before. Uh, I would just caution those people who are wanting to connect that way to make sure that there is someone there holding the space for you because when you experience a dragon energy through plant medicine it is extremely um it, it's it's uh really strong and powerful mm -hmm. and um it can be scary because yeah. you don't know what's going on with your body and i've had someone come to me where she did that through plant medicine and her intention was to experience all aspects of herself. And so you can imagine when that's your intention that anything and everything might come through and dragons came mm -hmm. through. And for three days, she was basically um, a dragon uh, in a human wow. body. Yeah. And it was scary. It was frightening. She had no control over her body. Uh, luckily, she was local to me. So she came to my house and we did like this integration with the dragons. That's all it was. It was just trying to integrate their energy with hers um, and then helping her to understand like how to set boundaries and that she always has control of her body that, you know, moving forward, she will never... Um, set those types of intentions, knowing that that type thing, type of thing would happen and um, build a relationship now with the dragons versus, you know, because dragons aren't human. They're 
they're spiritual beings. And so they don't understand like that we, what kind of life we live and how we need to function. So if you are just allowing and you don't set any boundaries, they're just going to take over. It's not a bad thing. It's not, they don't do it in a, in an evil way or a bad way. It's just, they don't know. You have to set those boundaries and let them know and tell them how it is that you want to work with them. That's so interesting. Yeah. I remember this is a quick sidebar. I remember talking to with, with one of my coaches, David Nagel about ghosts and he was telling a story about how he used to have ghosts in his house. I know this is different, but there's a point. (laughs) And he said, you know, they used to switch the lights on and Mm -hmm. off and it freaked him and his wife out. And like you said, they didn't know the, the spirits didn't know how to interact with the human world. And so he literally told them stop doing this and it stopped. Mm -hmm. And I have like a really weird relationship with the unknown and stuff like that tends to freak me out. And so I can only imagine how that woman felt to be in that position three days in a row. And what would you say to the person listening? Who's like, I don't understand this. Like, wouldn't it, what if she was just possessed, you know? And what if it was something actually like a negative spirit? How do you know the difference between that happening and something like, the dragons? Yeah, that's a really good question. If you go through to an energy healer or somebody who is experienced with energy, they'll be able to tell right away. Um, For me, it was the way she described her experience and what was happening that I knew it was dragon. (laughs) You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have dragon energy running through you right now. And there's probably more to this, but you know, our, our, our primary focus is to get the integration going. Um, when there is a negative energy attachment, um, it is, you're going to be hearing, um, negative thoughts. You're going to have a lot of negative feelings obviously there's going to be a lot of fear there. Um, when that happens, I would uh, recommend you go to an energy healer right away so that they can assess um, what is going on and if it really is a, a negative energy attachment or maybe, you know, it's not a spirit, but it's somebody else's energy that's attached to you and you don't realize what's going on. And when you come to someone who is experienced, they know what to do, you know, and they'll tell you and guide you through it. And then they'll give you instructions on how to protect your energy moving forward or maybe places and things to avoid or maybe uh, how to increase your awareness of when you know like something's not right and um, how to set those boundaries so that that doesn't happen again. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I never think about energy kind of being attached to us, but I was actually interviewing somebody else and she was talking about how every night she visualizes and and does an intention around reclaiming her energy because, you know, she released her energy to clients and to her daughter and maybe even to the TV show she was watching. And I think that's so interesting, just this concept of not only reclaiming the energy, but checking into like, whose energy do I have here and what's actually going on within this? Yeah, Uh, actually, that's a really great practice. Um, I teach my uh, members all the time to clear their energy, not day and night, but throughout the day, because we're interacting with people's energy fields all the time. Like even now, when I'm talking to you, Emily, our energy fields are meshing. 
um, when we're uh, at work on a virtual meeting, your energy is meshing with theirs at the grocery store, whatever. So you don't realize uh, all the other things that people are carrying around. And so when we blend our energy fields, like things get stuck, you know, things will stick to theirs and mine will stick to theirs. And, um, and so you, when you become aware of that, you realize how important it is to practice spiritual hygiene, you know, so you're clearing in the morning, you're clearing in the afternoon and you're clearing, clearing in the evening so that when you wake up, you feel more like yourself and not wondering like why you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And what does your clearing practice look like? So my clearing looks like I'm, um, so I imagine a golden ball of light two, 300 feet above my head. And I fill my entire body from head to toe um, with this light. I don't always ground to the earth. Um, it's to me, it's really not necessary to ground into the earth anymore. I know some people still practice that, but I don't, it's not necessarily uh, something that I do or feel like I need to do. But once you fill your body with the light, um, then you create a big ball of golden light all around you and you expand it out as far as you can outside your space, city, state, country, and as far as you can out into the earth. And because when you're that expanded, when you're that filled with light, it's like everything just gets transmuted. Nothing sticks. Nothing stick. Think about the sun, you becoming the sun. It's so freaking hot and powerful and brilliant and bright. Like it just will burn anything that touches it. So that's how I like to clear. But so then the other two things I do when I feel like there's still like that dense emotion hanging on in my body, I'll ask myself, um, when's the first time I experienced this and who did I get it from? Because what that- During that day or- Yeah, during that moment when I'm clearing. Oh, the moment, okay. Yep, because what it does is it, it um, satisfies your logical mind asking like, mm -hmm. why is this happening? Why am I feeling this? So um, usually people tend to overanalyze when they get to those two questions, but that's not the point of it. The point is if you're being, if you're getting irritated or feeling impatient, that's not the first time you've ever felt that way. You've probably felt that way thousands and thousands of times. And at the same time, you've probably never cleared those moments of impatience, irritation. So that's what you're doing right now is you are clearing like years of impatience that you don't need to analyze or figure out why you're just clearing it from your energy body so that when it happens again, you're not getting as irritated. There's, you know, more and, and, um, sort of like deeper questions that you can get into, but just like a regular clearing, that's what I do during the day so that I can just function and not let it bother me. So good. And I think one of my major questions around this is, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning, one of the reasons you got into this was because you felt like the strategy wasn't working for you and there was something else that could help you ultimately get more successful. What are some of the other reasons why people come to you to work with dragons and to want, you know, healing and, and the practices that you offer? It's usually because they too are stuck somewhere in their life, you know, whether it's stuck in a relationship um, they feel stuck as this um, um, person who gave up their dreams to raise a family, you know, and now they feel like this is not fulfilling for them. And they they want to find something that um, aligns with their soul calling. 
Um, people come to me when they're um, holding on by a thread. I wish they wouldn't, but they usually come to me, you know, on the verge of burnout uh, because they don't know what else to do. Um, they come to me when they have gone to therapy and they continue to repeat the same patterns over and over again. Usually it's the therapist that says, maybe you need to explore something different, you know, and so then they start looking for energy healers, um, things like that. Not everyone knows I work with dragons. They, they know that I'm an energy healer, but they don't actually seek out seek me out because I work with dragons. Um, only that one person because the person who referred her knows that I work with dragons. Mm -hmm. And you know, Emily, like that it's only been recently since I told people that I work with dragons, that I'm a dragon channel um, because it was very weird for me to share that with people. They didn't always receive it openly. Um, and so then that made me feel really uncomfortable having to explain it to them and then they didn't understand anyway. <laughs> so yeah. for me, it was almost easier. Like, I'm just going to not say anything. Um, but I've also noticed more and more people in the spiritual realm are sharing about dragon energy. So, you know, now it's, I don't feel so alone. I don't feel so isolated. I feel like, okay, there's going to be this community now who actually also experience dragon energy, maybe not in the same way I do, but they work with the dragon energy. And um, so it becomes a little bit more mainstream, I guess, although I don't think it'll ever be mainstream, not for a while, but at least people are starting to hear about it. Totally. No. And um, I so appreciate you being open and honest on this show because I know it's an interesting topic for a lot of people. It's a new topic for a lot of people and you've had to get comfortable speaking openly about it. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background? And I know that that was, you know, an interesting thing to kind of navigate, you know, the way that you grew up, your family, what a family, friends, all the people in my life think about me channeling dragons. Can you talk a little bit about your background? So I come from a very traditional Catholic family and to work with spirit in this way would be considered, um, you know, messing around with the devil. So when I started working with spirit, there was always that voice in the back of my head, like, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something bad? Am I going to get possessed? <laughs> you know, just all these, a lot of the same things people think about when they begin their journey, um, into uh, their spiritual awakening. Um, and for my parents, well, um, they know that I talk to spirits, but they don't know that I work with dragons. <laughs> and that's really all they need to know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think they would understand it. Um, and it's funny because my mom would tell me stories about when she was younger. So there's a history, um, uh, in Vietnam where before, so the communists started taking over North Vietnam. And this is before the Vietnam War. People from the North began to migrate South. And she was part of that group. Um, my grandfather and his father and their family members went on a boat um, to try to escape, to try to start a new life. And they lost their compass. So they didn't have any way to know which way South was anymore. And my mom began to have visions. And these visions were like these, um, these flowers 
um, coming from, I think it was the West. The flowers were coming from the West. And all she did was she saw the flowers and she was, you know, asking everyone, oh my God, do you see the flowers? Do you see the flowers? And everybody's like, what are you talking about, child? And she says, the flowers are coming from there. We need to go in that direction. And a lot of people were doubting her because she was like eight years old or something, you know, it's like who would take an eight-year-old seriously, but they had no choice either. So then they followed in that direction and they were able to find at least a place of safety for a little bit. And a day later, she saw two men standing um, on, on the top of the mountains. They looked like um, men in uniform, men who the same types of people they were trying to escape from. And she told that again to my grandfather, who was like started to take her seriously because he's like, okay, I don't know what the heck's going on, but you're getting signs from somebody, you know, and we're listening. And so it was kind of like the same story that this child is telling us she's seen men in uniform, we need to leave this island because we're no longer safe. And, you know, people are like, well, she's, she, she's not making any sense. You know, there's no evidence to show like that there's anyone here except us. My grandfather decided um, that he wasn't going to chance it and he took his family and went further south. Meanwhile, the people who stayed did end up getting caught by the Viet Cong. Yeah, and they, I don't know what happened, but you know, she has the gift of clairvoyance. But at some point she... Um, decided that she no longer wanted to um, use it. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking it was sometime after she had kids. Um, she no longer wanted to use it because she told us these stories. And then she's like, well, wow. she's like, but that was a long time ago. She kind of dismisses it like it wasn't a big deal, you know. Um, and I was told, I've been told through my dreams that a lot of my ancestors actually from my mom's side um, have not had the chance to express themselves in their spiritual gifts. And what happens is when um, your ancestors do not get to live in the way that they desire and express themselves that way with all the different ways that they are gifted, those gifts get passed down from generation to generation until the one person or people um, are open enough to be able to use those tools and the wisdom and the guidance and the gifts um, and share it with the world. And so that happens to be me. <laughs> and I think that's why the dragon energy is so powerful because it's like generations of women who were, who had to hide who they truly were. And so that untapped energy just like getting passed down to the one person then who's willing to do it. That's a lot of energy. And I think that's why it's kind of combined into this dragon energy, because that's all it can hold. You know, that's the type of energy that, that it can hold. I mean, I feel blessed and lucky, but sometimes I don't because, because of the way people um, react to the work that I do. Uh, and, and, I don't know. I'm going to share this too because um, I think it's funny. But um, I was sharing with you, Emily, a couple weeks ago that I was pitching to a metaphysical store about um, sharing, you know, the dragon energies, what they're here for, how they can help you. And the metaphysical store said, oh, um, 
no thanks you know this doesn't this probably doesn't really resonate with our audience and i was like man if it doesn't resonate with the audience at a metaphysical store what type of audience would it resonate with you know so i'm like wow this is really weird this is like really really weird <laughs> so it just it reinforced it but i think also through seriously through your coaching i'm not just saying this you know like through your coaching it really helped me to embrace that part of me because um i was just scared of it i was scared of myself you know i was scared of myself because it has really become me and i think that's i even me saying that it feels weird to say but it is because like i told you before like it's just something i can just spontaneously channel now it's just it's me now you know and so i can't be embarrassed by who i am anymore as you heard from teresa i love working with driven women to help them reach their next level of success and to become more of who they were designed and destined to be so if you were looking for support in my private coaching practice in business life with your money your mindset your health your relationships all of the above, go to emilywilliams.com slash services to learn more and book a complimentary call with me to see what program might be the right fit. I'd love to work with you. Um, and that's a testament to like what changes can occur when you work with someone like Emily, because I mean, I see her like initially I approached her because, uh, I was, um, in your, I heart coach. No, yeah, I heard coaching. Was it I heard coaching? Is that okay? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. The group coaching, I heard coaching. Mm -hmm. And it was to like make more money. That's still my intent. Okay. <laughs> but I, what I did not expect was the emotional transformation of embracing who I am, embodying who I am, and being okay putting myself out there and, and claiming that I am a dragon channel, you know, it is a self-proclamation, right? Like no one else called me that I'm calling myself that and, um, and owning it. So I'm really grateful for you for that, Emily, and allowing me to be able to share that with people. Oh, I have so much I could say about that, but thank you. It's been my honor. And to think about generations of women who have been silent or have been silenced, it's so powerful to know that you're the one who's doing it now and speaking up and owning who she really is. And, you know, everything you've explained to us, it, we can see why it's been so challenging. And you didn't ask for this, essentially. Right, like, right. you went to an event to support, and all of a sudden, here you go. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many of us who have big visions and dreams and desires and a voice. And, like I said, we've either been silent or silenced, but now's the time to really speak up. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that if you have the desire, that's also going to make it easy. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful that you're doing this work and supporting so many people and speaking so openly about this because, you know, there are people who are closeted in whatever sense of the word who need to hear this message so that they can become fully themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. So Teresa, where can people find you online so they can learn more about you and your work? Um, you can go to TeresaWinspeaks.com and you can see all of my um, in-person retreats and any additional um, service offerings that I have. Awesome. 
And the final question I have that we ask all of our guests is what is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Um, oh man, I wish you would have told me this before I came on so I could <laughs> have a better fun. answer. <laughs> okay. What's one thing they can do? I would say the one thing you can do is do the thing that scares you the most and you, and life will become like so much more freeing and so much more fulfilling because every time I've been scared to do something, I did it. And it was like, oh my gosh, if I can do this, I can do anything. And when the next harder, the next thing that comes up that seems really hard, it's still going to seem hard, but you're going to remember that last time when you didn't think that you could do it and you did it and you're still here and you're still amazing. And, you know, it's just like you have unlimited potential. Mm, love it. Well, thank you so much, Teresa. So grateful for you. And thank you for sharing so openly about your story and you know some of the fears that still come up for you. I know a lot of people can resonate with that. And I know people are also just so intrigued by dragon healing. So thank you for opening up and sharing a bit more about that as well. Really appreciate you. Thank you, Emily. It was awesome to join you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life show. That's hashtag I hurt my life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action and believing in your dreams.